J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman both opened up on their recoveries and their long-term future with the Ravens. We talk about that and so much more coming up next here on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, where your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast here. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody who's tuning in, making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Ravens. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms that includes over in video form on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens. It's brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are a five-day-a-week Ravens podcast, sometimes more, and we will be more now that we're heading into the regular season. We do live streams after Ravens games, after big news, so we'll have another live stream coming up on Saturday night after the Ravens in Buccaneers face-off in the final preseason game for both teams of the season. Then we'll move into the regular season, and that's really exciting. And you can find us in audio form, in video form. You can subscribe, follow along as well. It's the same show, both audio and video. And you can tell a friend, tell a family member if they're a big Ravens fan, they want Ravens content. If they want Ravens content because they're a fan of an opposing team and they want the, the opponent perspective, be sure to tell them to check us out over here on Locked on Ravens. So we have a lot to talk about today. It was a very big day at the podium for the Ravens on Wednesday. John Harbaugh obviously spoke and he had, he had some things to say. We'll talk about what he had to say in the final part of the show. But J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman both spoke to the media, both for the first time since last season. And I think it's big for both guys to have gone up there and and had the opportunity to share their story and then share their side of things. For J.K., obviously, we know the frustration at the end of last season. He definitely he put that out there before the season. Well, the season did end, but he put it out there after the Cincinnati playoff loss. And obviously, we know what happened with the injury and his recovery from that. And obviously, the contract situation, which has been rumored for so long now. And you have Rashad Bateman, who went out with the foot injury. He's been recovering from that. So both guys talked a lot about their recoveries, their long-term futures with the Ravens as well. I think for, for Dobbins, it was both recovery and future. And then for Bateman, it was a lot of recovery. And there were a couple answers in there, which we'll dive into about maybe his future and, and what it could mean. And then in the final part of the show, we'll talk about what John Harbaugh had to say and, and who's going to close the preseason out. Has said a couple of players want to play in the preseason game that probably should not play. And so we'll see what happens. We'll talk about who could play and who won't play and who we think could show up and show out in that final preseason game against Tampa. So all that being said, let's dive into it. J.K. Dobbins talks to the media and it was big. I think a lot of people were anticipating, you know, when is J.K. going to talk? When is J.K. going to talk? And obviously that was on Wednesday. And I think he had a lot of interesting things to say. So when he was asked about his, well, first he was asked more so about the recovery for him and how he's feeling. He said he feels amazing, feels pretty dang good. I'm just going to leave it at that because I feel so good. And so, again, not not too specific, but we, we didn't necessarily know, you know, what was the injury like? JK opened up about that during the season. If it wasn't just the ACL, it was multiple ligaments. And then he was asked about why he wasn't practicing at the beginning of camp. And that's been a huge question. And he said, that's a tough question. I was just being cautious. My teammates needed me. So I want to be there for my teammates. And that's all it was. My teammates understood what was going on. So it's all good now. I'm out here. 
a very uh, a very non-committal answer, which is honestly what I was expecting. You know, th- there's a lot of player speak, coach speak, you know, GM speak, whatever you want to call it, where guys aren't going to just go up there. And if JK really does, you know, he's adamant on the new contract. He wants more money. He's not going to go up there and say, well, the Ravens offered me terrible money. And I, you know, I just, I could not deal with that. Or I wanted to do something because the running back position and, you know, go on. There are some players that do that. I'm not saying there's nobody that goes up there and I'm not saying JK was lying. I'm not saying Rashad Bateman was, I'm not saying players go up there and just lie to the media, but these guys don't go up there and just say stuff that, you know, every single thing that's on their mind probably, which is fine. They don't have to, but it was a very non-criminal answer there from J.K. Dobbins, and he said it was very difficult to not be out there. He said he was here the whole time, he was going to meetings, and it's always tough for him because he's a guy who loves football. And we know that the Ravens have a lot of guys who just love football. Lamar, we know Lamar Jackson loves football. J.K.'s a guy that, like, he's said it, we've seen it from him. He loves to play, and I 100% believe him, and I, I think he's being very genuine when he says this, that he loves his teammates, he loves when he's out there, and it's super tough, but he said he's out there now said he's pretty confident for the upcoming season and also talked about the bigger workload thing. He actually clarified this, which was a very, I think it was a good thing from the clarifying the first place. He said, quote, what I mean by having a bigger workload is if the game is going, if we're running the ball good, that's all I meant. I didn't mean it. Like I want to be a ball hog or anything like that. Whatever. If the game is flowing and I'm hot, let's roll and stuff like that. That's what I meant. But if the game is going good in the past game, let's keep passing it. So that's all I meant. And then went on to say, you know, he hopes he has a hot hand this year. Talked about the quarterback, the weapons and everything. But this is what I thought he meant. I didn't think he was saying, yeah, give me the ball. Give me the ball. I want the ball. Don't don't pass. Just give it to me, 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 me. JK is not a me, me, me guy. I think a lot of people have that perception of him because, oh, well, the contract and the big workload conversation, but he just clarified the workload stuff. JK is a guy, and I agree with him. Part of the thing with Greg Roman, and I said this multiple times on this show, it was infuriating to see a guy like Dobbins or, you know, Gus Edwards was a victim of this too, but the Ravens having a hot hand in the run game because we know that that was their bread and butter, but then they would shift and go away. And JK, when that happens, he's not upset at Gus Edwards. He's not upset at Justice Hill for having those carries. He, th- those guys, the Gus doesn't go up to JK and say, all right, my turn, bud, get out of there. It's not up to Gus. It's not up to, to Justice Hill. It's up to the play caller, you know, and, and it's a if it's a flow of an offensive system. If a guy has the hot hand, if you're breaking off five, seven, ten yard runs, you don't want to put that guy on the sideline. He's out there, he's feeling it. You don't want that guy on the sideline and being, you know, essentially deemed, oh, we're not going to use him anymore. That's not what we want. You want to use a guy like that. So I actually agree with JK and that yes. In those situations when he was hot, he should have kept getting the ball. That's how it always should be with with anybody, with with quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Feed them the ball until it does not work. And I think it's it's truer for running backs because you can just hand the ball off and let them do their thing with receivers. They got to get open, but you can scheme stuff up. And I think the Ravens should have schemed more stuff up for, for J.K. Dobbins there. J.K. says he feels 100%, and by 100%, he means the knee feel, it felt good last year. He said his body felt good, but he said he didn't have the offseason that he needed to to be him. So now he's had the full offseason, and he says it's a little, a little different right now. He also talked about the contract situation. Now, this is where J.K. opened up a bit about his future in Baltimore. He said it's been a blessing for him to even be in a situation in the NFL. So many people dream of that, of, of course, and guys like Saquon and all those guys, they're amazing. And, you know, only the, the organization knows what to do in that situation. So it's whatever the organization wants, essentially, is what J.K. said. So he said guys like Christian McCaffrey make a lot of money. And, you know, it's about what the organization wants to do. And so he said, 
quote, as far as me, I love it here. And I always want, I want to finish my career here. I want to be number one. I'm a loyal man. So I only want one team. Hopefully that happens, but you never know what God has planned. So we're just going to keep going and keep playing, playing football. That's it. Or playing good football. That's it. I believe, I believe J.K. Dobbins when he says that. Now, now, nobody knows what the future holds. J.K. does want money, and I'm not saying he's not going to get money. I think he will. But historically, the Ravens don't pay running back. So if J.K. really, really, really wants to be in Baltimore, and he only wants one team, and that is his priority, players have different priorities. Some players want to get paid. Some players want the workload. Some players want Super Bowls. Some players want one team. There are many different priorities for players Every every single player has a different priority. Some are kind of aligned, but at the end of the day, when you ask a player, hey, what's your number one goal? You're going to get so many different answers. And so for JK, if he's seriously, seriously saying, yeah, my number one goal for my career is to be loyal and stay with the Ravens and stay with one team for my career, then who knows what contract he'll take. But it does seem like he wants to get paid. And hey, I don't blame him. I think he deserves to get paid, right? But I'm saying historically, the Ravens don't pay running backs. And I think Dobbins is going to have a year this year that will price him out of what the Ravens are probably willing to pay him. So I'm very interested to see how it all goes. He talked about on if he and his agent had productive conversations with Eric DaCosta. He said that, you know, DaCosta is great. He said, Mr. Eric is great. He's the best on a manager in the game. So we'll get it worked out. Whatever happens, happens. He's going to get it worked out. He said that he has great respect for Mr. Eric and Mr. Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh. So, he, you know, he's saying Mr. Steve. He he has little – I'm not saying it's the Morris thing because obviously, you know, you can call people Mr. Anybody can. But a lot of these Ravens players, they are very polite. And J.K. is one of those guys, and that's really cool too. He says, hopefully I'm playing for the Ravens for the, mes- for the rest of my life for my football career. And J.K. also talked a bit about the social media reactions to, you know, he said if he shielded himself from negative reactions to his absence, he said that people don't know what's happening. No one really knows the truth of what's happening. So he sees it as a positive thing because God chose him to be the person to throw all that stuff on him, et cetera, et cetera. He said that nine times out of 10, I'm going to help you. So shame on those people who talk negatively about me because I do feel like I'm a great guy and I would do a lot for people that need help. So he, he was talking himself up a little bit. And yeah, you know what? He has confidence in himself. That's fine here. He said he has a lot to prove. He said that his contract situation, the approach for it, if he'll, you know, just ignore it like Lamar did, he'll say, we'll see. Like I said, each person stands alone in the type of situation. If it works for him, that works for him. We'll see. And again, he, he said multiple times, multiple questions. He either ended it or talked about. It. He said, quote, I just hope I'm a Raven for life. That's all I'm saying. So also put, put there was a final question I was asked about of him going to FedEx field stirred up any emotions for him. Obviously he was injured in that preseason game. That was where he suffered the knee injury. And he said, yes, it did. It was a great thing for him to go back to feel the energy and feel and see everything again, because it was a really hard time for him, but it was a blessing in disguise because it made him stronger, made his faith stronger, made him a better person. So he said it sucked at the moment, but now that he looks back and when he went back, there was all smiles because he made it through that. So he, he had a very positive mindset, which was really cool to see. You know, he, he, he did open up. I think he was very honest he opened up a lot. Obviously, didn't put everything on his mind out there. Didn't put everything about his situation out there. But I think for for what we got from J.K. Dobbins on Wednesday, we got a lot more than I was expecting on most things. There was some where I'm like, yeah, he was not going to answer that in full. But for the most part, it was cool to see J.K. answer those questions and I think show a side of himself that maybe people hadn't seen before. So that was really cool. Coming up in the second part of the show, though, we'll flip to a different offensive position wide receiver with Rashad Bateman and talk about what he had to say about his recovery and his future with the Ravens. So be sure to stay tuned. Let's dive into Unlocked on Ravens.
But first, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. And there are plenty of times when people get super stressed out to buy tickets, whether you have to try to find them last minute if you're hunting down the best price or even competing with other buyers for a popular event. Buying tickets to those favorite events of yours shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. And there are a lot of events in the Baltimore area. Obviously, Baltimore has their opening game of the season against the Houston Texans. Maybe game time could be the place to secure those tickets. And there are a lot of things to like about the game time app experience. They have flashy deals on last minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have images of seat views so you can look at where you're sitting. And they have a lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of that difference. Get images of your seat before you can buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LockedOnNFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LockedOnNFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back. Our second segment of Locked On Ravens Thursday style. Kevin Ostriker still talking with you here. Thank you again for being here with me on this Thursday or wherever you're watching, listening, making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Ravens. We just talked about J.K. Dobbins, him opening up. Rashad Bateman also opened up. Now, Bateman's conversation, obviously, it was a, it was a big day. Both Dobbins and Bateman talked. And for Bateman, a lot of people were very curious about the recovery from the foot injury, but he also did have a couple of answers. I want to kind of tie back to what his future could be with the Ravens and have that conversation. So JK was, you know, very, uh, very open, very honest about everything. I think Rashad Bateman was the same way, honestly. Bateman, I guess if you're talking about the answers, I think JK gave longer answers, but I think Rashad Bateman still gave very impactful answers, much like JK did. So when Rashad Bateman was asked about if he had turned a corner after the foot surgery based off how he feels, he said, yeah, it felt good to be out there with the guys. Still getting the hang of things, but it feels good to be back out there for him. And he said that, it was a roller coaster of emotions. A lot of coaches have said that about Bateman's experience over the last year, and he said he would agree with that too. It's been tough. It's been a battle, but he's happy to be here. He's blessed to be a part of the organization. And he said his teammates have had his back the whole time, which is really cool. Now, he was asked about just where he was recovery-wise, feeling-wise, percentage-wise, and he said his foot feels good, feels strong, better than it was during OTAs. He said he's making good progress. And when asked about how close to 100% he feels, he said 99%, very close. So very encouraging by Rashad Bateman on that too also talked a lot about odell and the new wide receiver said he's happy with the new pieces such as odell zay flowers said both are incredible and talked about todd munkin too he's using said todd munkin is using them very well right now so he was excited to see what they can do week one and for the rest of the season it seems like a lot of players on the offense lamar odell zay flowers everybody loves todd munkin and i'm really excited to see rashad also has that same mindset there also talk about what Odo Beckham has, to, has brought inside the locker room to practice, said that he brings some swag and personality. He Honestly, he does. If you, if you think about the Ravens and the personalities on the team and kind of, I don't know, four-letter aura, four-letter word there, Od Odell brings an aura to the organization. I think Lamar does too, and I think Zay Flowers has a lot of it too, honestly. 
But Odell is a like he is a celebrity, not not just a sports celebrity. He is a worldwide celebrity. Obviously, he is a celebrity because he plays football. But it's not just you know he off the field he has a personality that a lot of people like. So he's not just a football player. There's a lot more to him, and honestly, all NFL players than just their their sports and what they do on the field. Odell's a celebrity on and off the field for a lot of reasons, but he said that he's going to bring energy. Rashad said Odell is going to bring a lot of energy with him and it's contagious. He said it's much like Jarvis Landry said on that hard knocks episode back in Cleveland. It's contagious, man. That's what he said. He says that the Ravens all feed into it. So it's been good for the locker room. And also talked about how missing most of last season changed him as a person and a player. It said he's changed a lot because of it. He said he'd never been through anything like that before. He, he, He had never been hurt. And he's been hurt two years in a row now for the Ravens. And so we talked about that, said, you know, have some off-field personal issues too, but it's been fine. I don't I don't remember that. Maybe I'm forgetting. But he said he's here, he's excited, he's ready to go. Maybe he's just talking about, like, stuff he's had to deal with off the field himself, like getting himself back into a good place. But he said he's ready to go. It's all he's asked for so far, which is great. But about what feels different for him and how the injury has changed him, he said, the cards were dealt to me, so he's had to deal with them and stay in his lane, keep working, keep grinding, control what he can control, and said he doesn't really care about the injury uh, injury prone label that he's been slapped on with. And I, I also don't agree with that. If he gets injured again this year, then there's a different conversation to be had. But it's, it's just like my stance with Lamar. I'm not putting injury prone. I'm not even having the conversation until there is a third straight year of a serious injury. Then that conversation can be had. But for now, I'm not, I'm not, has just been unfortunate for him over the course of the last couple of seasons. And for Bateman, he talked about the decision-making process after his injury last season, because if you remember, he got hurt and then he tried to play through it. And then he hurt it more when he tried to play through it and it ended his season. So he needed the surgery. Kind of talked about that process too. Said it's been very frustrating deal with the injuries but then he was asked about the, the it was a tweet that you know was put out there and Eric DaCosta I might have been at the combine if I'm not mistaken he said uh, something about the Ravens and, and these different players at wide receiver and how the process of them going through all these wide receivers and what he's looking for and Bobby Trost said well Sarah Ellison from the vault actually transcribed it and Bobby put out what Eric DaCosta said. DaCosta ended up saying at the Combine, he was asked about the troubles of drafting wide receivers, and he responded in part with, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. And obviously, it was a more transparent answer, and there was a lot more to it than just that piece. Bobby made a note of that. But I think that was the line that probably got Rashad Bateman not feeling too great. And so Sarah Ellison, who does a great job transcribing, he quote tweeted Sarah's transcription and said, quote, how about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us in number eight. Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. So a lot of people said, okay, this is not good for the future of Bateman in Baltimore. This is This is not great. And so Bateman was asked about that on Wednesday, but if they were able to have a productive conversation and Bateman said, yes, he shared his piece. I said, mine, we had a conversation and now we're best friends. kind of how things work around here and how he actually responded after that. He was asked about if he should be with the Ravens moving forward. He said, I love Baltimore. I love everything about it. I love my teammates, the chemistry with them. I love my coaches, position coaches. I love everything about it. 
I'm in the NFL. I'm blessed. I'm playing. My dream, everything is not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. The coaches aren't going to be perfect. We're going to have our battles. But at the end of the day, as long as you can communicate, talk it out, make sure everybody's on the same page, then it'll all work out. So Bateman did not say that, you know, I want to be a Raven for life. And, you know, I want to spend my whole career here, but did say he loved Baltimore. And I, I do not think he's lying about that. I, I don't. Now, I think it's going to come down to what the Ravens want to pay him and the length of the deal and, and where they value each other. If Bateman gets a big deal elsewhere, who knows? But I would pay Bateman if I'm the Ravens. I think they could honestly get him on a good deal. If you know he has a couple of years left, JK's on the last year of his deal, right? The Ravens have to make a decision on Bateman's fifth year option this upcoming offseason. So that'll be really interesting as well. And also talked about the view of Todd Munkin's passing game, said he loves it. It's very different. He doesn't want to say too much, which is good, but hopefully some things will some good things will happen this season and so talk more a bit about the offense and mark andrews so it was really cool to see both jk and rashad bateman open up it, it was it was a, a very refreshing thing to hear both of them speak again and i think there were a lot of questions that were just kind of sitting there unanswered and we finally got a lot of answers maybe not to all of them again i don't think rashad and jk said everything but i do think they were a lot more open than i thought they were going to be Overall, coming up in the final part of the show, though, we'll talk a bit about what John Harbaugh had to say and who's going to close out the preseason for the Ravens. So we should have stayed tuned a lot to get to on Lockdown Ravens. We return our final segment of this episode of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostreicher still here with you, rounding out this Thursday episode. Be sure again to subscribe, follow along in audio form if you want to watch in video form. One day you see the fish in the background. We have live fish in the new setup here. You can come over to YouTube if you want to listen in audio form. You know, maybe you're driving to work and you shouldn't be watching anything while you're driving. So if you want to listen in audio form. You can do that too, and you won't miss anything. It's the same show, both audio and video. We're coming up on 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, halfway to 10,000, where I will wear, it might be a banana suit for a week. It might be one of the solo cup prints for a week. I will be wearing something for the entire week when I get 10K. So a long way to go, but the grind is fun. But let's talk a bit more about the football grind for the Ravens, which is the preseason. They had their 24-game win streak snapped by the Washington Commanders in essentially what was probably the most intense preseason game of, maybe in NFL history, honestly, the way that the commanders played it. There's been a lot of controversy, a, a lot of DMV rivalry. The, the DMV rivalry is real between Baltimore and the DMV because Baltimore, again, is not the DMV. But I, I do think that there was a little, little juice to this, especially after the joint practices. But John Harbaugh spoke to the media before Rashad Bateman and J.K. Dobbins did. And he said that Lamar Jackson wants to play in the final preseason game. And he said, that's all I'm going to say about that. And if I, if I, if Lamar came up to me and said, you know, I want to play in the last preseason game. If I was the head coach of that team, I would say that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not risking Lamar's health. We saw it go super South with JK Dobbins when they did play the starters. It's still so tough to even say you should play him for a series because of what happened with JK on that first series of the Washington game a couple years ago. But I think that the starters, again, they got their joint practice reps. Now, J.K. and Rashad Bateman haven't gotten those reps, and neither of Jadavian Clowney, Ronald Darby, et cetera. But I, Lamar's a competitive guy, right? He, he wants to play. He wants to start up that new 24-game win streak. But I, I don't think John Harbaugh is going to let Lamar step on that field against an opposing team until Houston in week one. Harbaugh also talked a bit about Shamar Bridges, Geno Stones. He said Shamar Bridges has a sprained ligament in his knee, so it's a multiple-week kind of deal. Won't see him on Saturday. Gino Stone, he said, is okay. He's just a little sore than the ankle, so they held him out today as well. Also, talked about Jadavian Clowney and Ronald Darby. Said both guys, they're talking to him like they want to play in the game, but 
as the staff and organization, they have to talk, John Harbaugh said. And obviously the player weighs in on what's best for them to be ready in the first game. So he doesn't know if they're going to make those decisions with some of those guys or either of those guys until probably Friday or Saturday. I wouldn't be shocked if Darby played just to maybe get his bearings under him. I would be I would be pretty shocked if Clowney played, honestly. But I think that I think that probably Darby, if I had to guess, Clowney won't play Darby Will. That would be my prediction there. The other guys, though, guys like Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, I don't expect any of those guys. I, maybe Gus Edwards gets a series. I don't know. Maybe a guy like Justin Manabike gets a series. Roger Washington gets a series. Some of the young players, even at OA, maybe I could see getting a series. But those veterans who just don't need to be out there risking an injury because they have nothing to play for. Like even Zay Flowers. I don't I don't think I'd play Zay Flowers in this game, honestly. Maybe he gets a series. That's probably what I'm expecting Baltimore to do. I don't think he needs it, though. I, I think he's fully ready to kind of take on the NFL game as he is. He's, he's kind of dominated the series that he has played on. So maybe Baltimore wants to get one good look at him, but I just don't think it's worth it to risk the injury because, again, you, you never know. Baltimore probably wasn't expecting to suffer the injuries they did before the start of the 2021 season. And obviously the practice injuries were one thing, but I'm sure John Harbaugh still thinks about that decision to put J.K. out there and the starting offense out there for that series against Washington. But it's going to be an exciting time. We'll get more into positional battles over the course of tomorrow's episode and throughout the rest of next week as cut down day approaches. But there, this this final preseason game mostly is for the young guys. Like the way I put it, and if you if you're in every day, you've heard me make this point a couple times probably, is that when the NFL had four preseason games, it was the starters played maybe a couple series in. The first game, then they played about a quarter in the second, a half in the third, then none in the fourth. With this preseason and the past couple having three preseason games, I think it's been if, – if it was to be like the four preseason game format, it'd be a quarter in the first game, a half in the second game, none in the third game. Baltimore's elected to not play their guys or most of their stars in the first two games. I wouldn't expect that to change in the final preseason game, but maybe maybe it's just a new era with preseason and a Lamar Jackson new era where it goes nothing in the first game, nothing in the second game, then a couple of series here in the final game. But I'd much rather – like a guy like Odell doesn't have to prove anything. A guy like Lamar doesn't have to prove anything. It's more just if they were to play, the only reason it would be is just to get them live game reps before the start of the season – but I just don't think it's worth the injury risk because there always is when you're playing full speed on an NFL football field. But I'm excited for the game. You know, I'm excited to see some of these young secondary members again. Gunnar Darius Washington to secure a spot on the team. What about a guy like Brandon Stevens? I don't think he's in danger or anything, but where are they going to play him? Can Trenton Simpson bounce back? Can Caillou Kelly bounce back? Where are some of these other, like Jeremy Lucian and Corey Mayfield? Corey Mayfield, is, as Doc said it yesterday, public enemy number one on the Ravens right now because of what he did in that game on Monday, but I still think Jeremy Lucian is a guy who's very interesting to me, was a corner at Vanderbilt, has, has kind of moved and shown his versatility at safety a little bit. If he doesn't make the pro if he doesn't make the roster, I think the practice squad is probably the place for him. Keaton Mitchell, is he going to secure a spot? How's Travis Vokalek going to perform? Who wins that third quarterback job between Josh Johnson and Anthony Brown? So there's a lot to look forward to, I'd say, on Saturday. And then after the preseason, there's a little tiny break. And then obviously, as John Harbaugh talked about on Wednesday, they're both looking forward to the Tampa game on Saturday, but also they're focusing a little bit on that week one Houston game, which means football. It's, it's so close to being back. We are so, so close. It's going to be an exciting year for the Ravens. I'm excited to keep breaking it down here 
on Locked On Ravens. So that's all I have for you here today on Locked On Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in to this show. When we get back here tomorrow, we'll be rounding out the week with more Ravens content. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked On Ravens.